know I've kept you standing for a long time. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for enduring on your feet this morning. I had one preacher say, I heard one preacher say, I know you've been standing a long time, but I'm going to be standing a lot longer. <laughs> Amen. No, I, I, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like being rude this morning. Amen. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8 is a very, very familiar passage of Scripture. Simply tells us, but you shall receive, what? You shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Amen. And this morning, this will be the third time I've tried to preach this message here, but I never have made it through it. Um, but we're going to talk about the power of the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen. Very simple subject. Amen. I hope that I don't bore you too much with the basics of Christianity, but I want you, I felt this on my heart this morning. This is the direction we're going to end up going. Amen. Until God release, releases this burden on my heart today. Can we ask the Lord to speak to our hearts through his word? Lord, we love you, Jesus. We thank you for your goodness and mercy this morning. God, you are good. You are merciful, God. I thank you, Lord, that we could come and to be in your presence here this morning. I pray that you would anoint these lips of clay, that I could say only what you won't say today. Lord, I pray that you would touch each and every one of our hearts this morning. Allow your anointing to rest in our midst today. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Praise God. You can be seated this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is power in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Amen. Every person has things that we have to deal with every day. We have a mind of our own. We have a will of our own that we have to deal with every single day that we live. Every person naturally tries to apply a fix to themselves. Amen. Uh, from the time that we realize, hey, we're not 100% right, uh, we began out of just uh, natural causes, we began to realize, hey, we've got to change how we're doing things. Amen. And I've got to make myself a better person. Amen. I've had many people tell me, Preacher, I've been a good person all of my life. And uh, I, I should be able to make it to heaven because I'm not a bad person. I, I, I don't go steal. I don't lie. I don't do any of those things. But the scripture still teaches me that I was born in iniquity. Amen. I was even conceived, of the, uh, the psalmist said, in iniquity. Amen. I was born a sinner. Amen. I was born a sinner. It's my nature. It's who I am. Amen. Um, but typically our fixes to our own lives that we try to apply is the polar opposite of what we know we shouldn't be doing. Amen. Some of us look for hope. 
Some of us look for peace. Some of us look for freedom from the, the turmoils of life. And I know as uh, many people, they, they are looking for this, this uh, freedom from the bondage of sin and, and from decisions maybe that they have made in their life. And, and sadly, Veronica, many of them will turn to alcohol or some of them will turn to illicit relationships or some will turn to just trying to make as much money as they can because they find they feel like they could buy their way to happiness. Uh, let me tell you something. Some of the highest rates of suicide in our life in, in our society today are among the rich. Amen. I can promise you wealth is not where the answer is. Some of us have even um, tried to delve ourselves into our families and tried to lose our lives, lose ourselves in the lives of our families, helping them become better and helping them uh, reach, reach their goals in life. And these are all good things. They're not sin in and of themselves at all. But if they end up becoming the sole thing that we're focused on, then we're not focused on what Jesus commanded us to be focused on. Matthew chapter 6, I don't have it in my notes here, but 6 and verse 33 says, Jesus said, don't, in fact, the verses leading up to it, I'm just going to paraphrase very quickly. So this is just from the book of Hilton, um, revision number, I don't know. Uh, but, but you can understand, Jesus was, was teaching this, this group of people. This is what we know as the Sermon on the Mount. And he was coming down to the conclusion. And, and in chapter 6, he, 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 he had just gone through a whole litany of things. He said, don't worry about what you have uh, to put on your table tomorrow. Don't worry even about the clothes that you have to wear tomorrow. Amen. He said, because doesn't your Father in heaven clothe and feed uh, the, the fowl of the air? Doesn't he make sure that the lily out in the valley makes sure that it has everything that it needs to survive? Doesn't God take care of these things? And he said, if God will take care of them... Why wouldn't he take care of his own creation? Amen. Those that were made in his own image. Amen. And so at the end of this verse 33 of chapter 6, he said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek him first. He didn't say after that and second, then go worry about making extra money and make sure that you have food. No. He said, seek first. Only thing we should be seeking after in our lives right now is the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Why? Because he said, and all of these things shall be added unto you. I'll take care of you. If you seek me first, I'll take care of you. He always does. Let me tell you something. I have, this is why I haven't finished this lesson yet. But I want you to consider with me now, I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm about to say as everybody that gets the Holy Ghost is going to be wealthy and, and not have to worry about a thing. Okay, I don't want, it, it's not the case. We all know that's not the case. But I have seen those who began, now this is the key part though. Those who, that, who began their relationship with the Lord and let's say 90%, 85%, they, 
the majority of their life are focused on things of God. Sister Wendy, I've watched God open doors for beautiful jobs for these people. I've watched Veronica as God begins to work in their lives and they have to walk everywhere they go. The next thing that I see is, and they some of them didn't have a house to go to. Some of them were sleeping under bridges. Um, in fact, there was one young man right now, he's not in, in the church that he got the Holy Ghost in, but I remember, you remember, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, he got the Holy Ghost. We took the camper up there for him to stay in. Elijah, that's right. He came in on a Sunday night. They began to teach him a Bible study. He got a revelation of the mighty God in Christ and his need for the Holy Ghost. God filled him with the Holy Ghost that night. He got baptized in Jesus' name. Now, he's not there, but he's, he's running his own company now. I don't know where else, he, where else he's been, but all I can tell you this is when we begin to change our focus, if all we're focusing on making sure that all of our things are taken care of, then that's all that's going to be ever taken care of. But how many times have you guys heard me over the years say, if you begin to focus on being witnesses and focus on other people's lives to see how can I help them, Maybe it's just praying for them. Maybe it's just inviting them over to dinner. Maybe it's just, just saying hi or texting them every once in a while and saying, hey, just had you on my mind. I just want you to know I love you and I'm praying for you. When we begin to get our eyes off of our situation and raise our gaze a little bit and change our perspective to the things of God, all of a sudden, everything else that we're, we have always been worried about is gone from our mind. We begin to focus on, all right, how are they doing today? God, every morning if we woke up and said, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? And what do you need me to say? You don't have to be a preacher to do that kind of stuff. I believe it's the will of God for each and every one of us I, I, to walk in the Spirit. Well, hallelujah. If you go to Galatians chapter 5, you'll find out. If you walk in the Spirit, the Bible tells us that you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. I'm struggling with temptation. I'm struggling with addiction. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. Well, guess what? I can promise you if you're struggling with these things, you are not walking in the Spirit. You know what that means? You need to go back and get the Holy Ghost. There's power in the Holy Ghost. There's power in the Holy Ghost. There's delivering power. There's healing power. There's strength. There's hope. There's peace. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. And it comes through the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm getting ahead of myself this morning. But I want you to understand, I can only speak for myself today. But I can promise you that time after time after time, I know what it's like. There were there was time where we were on wick as a family. For years we were on wick. And we still couldn't pay all the bills every month. I remember there were times that I would 
go to the pantry to grab something to eat. And I grew a love for tuna and saltine crackers. You know why? Because we can get all the tuna we wanted through Wick. Thank God for children. We could get all the milk we wanted too through through Wick. And we, we had plenty of that kind of stuff. You guys know what I'm talking about. Never during any of that time would I have thought that I would be pastoring a church through Wick. Never during that time would I have thought I would be working a decent job like I'm working today. Now, again, I'm not promising you that you're going you're gonna to get blessed in the, in the direction that I have gotten blessed. But God will bless you for your faithfulness. God knows what you can handle. God knows what you can't handle. God will direct your steps. And if I will somehow get my focus off of me, my situation... And my little family situations, and I can say, all right, God, the only thing I'm worried about. Well, I'm going to challenge somebody today. If you can give God for the next 30 days, today is day one of October. If you can go the entire month of October, and you will just promise God. You don't have to promise me. This isn't between me and you. This is between you and God. But if you'll spend some time this afternoon... You'll spend some time say, God, this month, I'm, I'm, I'm only going to worry about the things of the kingdom of God. What would happen? I, I know what would happen. But I want you to experience what would happen. What would happen if for the next 30 days, some of you guys are going to just say, you're absolutely bizarre, Pastor, but... You know, I've been like this for seven years, so here I am. I'm not changing today. What would happen if for the next month, in this month of October, that you made up in your mind, I'm not going to miss a church service. Every day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray at least five minutes in my day. Every day I'm going to pray at least five minutes in my day. I'm going to read at least one chapter in my Bible every single day of this month. And I'm going to fast one day a week for this entire month. They say it takes, I think, 28 days to make a habit. I'm just challenging you. It was quiet this morning, but I'm just challenging you. What would happen if you did those things that I just mentioned for this entire month of October? Your perspective of life will be different come November 1. I promise you that. You know why? Because you're not looking at life. You're looking up above life. And you're looking at the one who is authoring your life. And your focus is upon. This is Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. He said, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of now, he said my faith, but let me, can I change it this way? He is the author and finisher of your faith. And when you're focused upon him, Sister Rini, nothing else really matters. Amen. Now, again, you have a free will. I'm challenging you. Take me up on this challenge. I'm, 
I'm, I'm begging you, take the opponent's challenge. I'm not missing church. Unless I'm sick, unless I have to absolutely work, and, and I can't get out of that, I'm not, I'm not going to miss. I'm not going to miss a day in prayer from this day until November 1. I'm not going to miss a day in prayer. I can promise you once, once you start praying five days a week, next week, uh, if, if five, five days a week, if you start praying five minutes a day, Well, yeah, I, I came across, uh, he's, he's not an apostolic preacher, but I, I enjoy some of the things that he has to say. Um, his name is C.T. Townsend, and he posts some, some really cool uh, and, and thought-provoking posts at times. And the other day he mentioned, he said, I encourage everybody in my church to pray three minutes a day. And somebody came on in the comments. I knew where he was going because I've, I've done this before. He said, I encourage everybody to pray three minutes a day. This is where we're going to start. You can't, you can't devote yourself to an hour of prayer a day? Okay. Just pray and the train will come and... But he said, just pray three minutes a day. And somebody said, well, why just three minutes a day? You need to tell your people to pray more. He came in the comments and he said, you know, because I know if they start praying three minutes a day, eventually three minutes isn't going to be long enough. Let me tell you something. When I, get, when I got to know my wife, when we were dating, we didn't just talk for three minutes a day. It got to the place where I wanted to talk with her as often as I could. And even if we didn't have anything to talk about, we'd just sit on the phone and listen to each other breathe, is what our parents said. There, there was a time that I didn't have a lot to say. Life changes us, right? But there were moments where even after service was over, I would walk her to her car, and we would sit out there at her car, and her little sister would get absolutely crazy because she's like, it's midnight already. We want to go. I want to go home. And we would spend hours just talking or staring at each other. Whatever the case may be, we wanted to be in each other's presence. And the more time that we could spend together, we would find every opportunity to do that. Now she doesn't even want to spend five minutes with me. I'm just kidding. I really am seriously kidding. No, I love to spend time with my wife. She actually, I was telling her I wasn't going to go out of town with her. And she's like, nope, you have to go. So, anyway, we're going to go see your sisters in two weeks. I, I'm going to go. North Carolina. We're, we're going to go. I'll be back for Sunday. They won't be back for Sunday. Um, but I'll be back for that following Sunday. I won't be missing a Sunday. I'll just be missing a Wednesday night. See, I'll be missing a service. In October. <clears throat> but I will be in multiple more services than just this place. So, does that count? Okay. What's that? Well, next Saturday, everybody's welcome to go. And, I, and I'm going to get back in my notes. 
but everybody's welcome to go to Brother Goff's installation service, but it's in Jackson, Tennessee. Yep. <laughs> but I'm going to be going to Jackson to be with them, and then, so I'll, that'll, that'll be replacing my Wednesday night that I'll be missing here, but I will be in service with my family that Wednesday night. Don't know yet. Haven't got that far. That's two weeks. That's two weeks away, huh? So anyway, God is going to help us. There will be somebody here ministering. I'm encouraging y'all to be here. Back the preacher. Respond to the word of God. Come with worship. Garment of praise. Yeah, the prophet talked about it. Don't have time to get into all that. But coming to the house of the Lord, changing our perspective. We can be renewed in the Holy Ghost when we come into the house of the Lord. So we can walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. And can I tell you this? You won't have to hear me preach as much about reaching the lost if you're full of the Holy Ghost all the time. What is the first thing that the Bible says after the power of the Holy Ghost comes upon you? The first thing he said was, you're going to be a witness. You know, it's one thing that I've never had to do to a new convert, somebody that just first came in off the street and got filled with the Holy Ghost and got baptized in Jesus' name. You know what I never had to teach them? Go tell somebody else. As soon as, as, soon as it happens, when they leave this place, they're going to tell mama. They're going to tell dad. They're excited about it. They're going to say, look, I haven't, I, I, I don't care who they are. <laughs> I don't care what God's delivered them from. I know for me, when I got the Holy Ghost at 10 years old, that night, we were at camp. Campers weren't supposed to be on phones, but my mom had her cell phone. She was there on the campus. Guess what? I got to call my dad. I got to call my grandma. I got to call everybody that I possibly could that was close to us. Why? Because I wanted everybody to know God changed me tonight. And I still want everybody to know God still is changing me. Amen. God is still faithful to me. He is faithful. He's good. He's wonderful. But it's through the power of the Holy Ghost that I can stay in His grace. Amen. It's through His power, through His Spirit, that I am able to walk according to His precepts. I'm going to try to hurry through this this morning. Amen. Uh, we, we need something that is higher than us and that is always on solid ground. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 verses 3 through 5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of the Lord and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You want freedom from temptation. You want freedom from addiction. Let me tell you something. You're going to find it when you yield your members, not just your hands and your feet, but your mind is where you decide whether you're going to live for God or whether you're not going to please yourself. Amen. And when you say, all right, I'm challenging myself this month. I'm going to seek God like I've never sought God before. I'm going to seek after God because I know that there are things that he needs to use me for in this community. My family needs to be saved. My neighbor needs to be saved. My, my co-worker needs to be saved. 
I've got to devote myself to him anew and afresh. Amen. Hallelujah. We've got to understand that there is power that is, if I can play on words, out of this world. When you involve the Holy Ghost, which is, I hope you know this already, it is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost will give you strength and peace of mind even in the midst of turmoil. Acts chapter 4 verse 31, amen, this is after they had been beaten and had been commanded not to preach in Jesus' name. And when they had, pre pre uh, goodness gracious, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now wait a minute. I hope you all understand the, past, the context of this passage of scripture. It says they were all filled with what? The Holy Ghost. Now, I got a question. Do you guys realize that this is talking about a group of people that already had been filled with the Holy Ghost? Just back up. I think it's one verse. It's the Apostle Peter and the Apostle John who just saw the healing of the lame man in Acts chapter 3. And then after the lame man was healed, he went walking and leaping and praising the Lord into the synagogue that day. And the next thing happens, the people are wondering, what's going on? We've seen this guy. He's been sick and he's been lame for all of these, these years. What happened to him? And Peter began to preach Jesus to those people. And after that happened, then, then the, the priests that were there, they, they weren't happy with it. And they, said, they, they took them in. And they beat them and they commanded them not to preach in Jesus' name anymore. And so we're talking about Peter. We're talking about John, the apostles. They already have the Holy Ghost. They got it in Acts chapter 2. And the rest of the disciples were there in that house. And they prayed. The place was shaken. And guess what? They were filled with the Holy Ghost anew and afresh. They needed strength. How many of you guys would be excited to go preach about Jesus again if somebody pulled you inside and said, you better not do that again. If you do it, I'm going to beat you right now. I'm going to send you on your way. And, and, and if you do it again, we're going to bring you back in and we're going to beat you again. How many of you guys would be excited about, hey, I'm going back out in the street. I'm going to preach about Jesus. I hope we would do it. But these men needed strength. They just came through that. And they knew where their street could be found. Where was it found? It was found in the Holy Ghost. They got the power. I've got the power. When it comes down, I've got the power of the Holy Ghost. Not, 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 not my own abilities, but if you go down to Acts chapter 7, verse 55, and but he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly. This is Stephen. Stephen's being stoned. He looked steadfastly into heaven and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Look, he was in the middle of being stoned. And as he's dying, he looks up into heaven and God gives him peace and he gives him strength. He meant during the midst of his situation. Did he take him out of the situation? No, but he ministered to him in that situation. And he was able to do it only one way. 
And that's through the Holy Ghost. We have power. We have peace. We need the Holy Ghost. If we're going to be able to withstand things in life, we need the Holy Ghost. Amen. Everybody say it with me. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Not only will the Holy Ghost give you strength and peace of mind, but the Holy Ghost will give you joy. Romans chapter 14 verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. How? In the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. Acts chapter 13 verse 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Romans 15 and 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost gives you hope. Amen. Not only joy and peace of mind, but hope. Romans 5, verse 5, and hope making not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. How? By the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is important, isn't it? I need his spirit. I need his guidance. I need him more every day. Let me ask you something. If you don't pray every day, how do you stay full of the Holy Ghost? Jude chapter, uh, chapter 1 verse 20. Uh, we're we're going to have to skip some verses here, babe. Jude chapter 1 verse 20. The only way that we're going to be able to continue to build ourselves up and have power is but you beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How do we do this? By praying in the Holy Ghost. How are you going to pray in the Holy Ghost if you don't talk to God? You have to talk to God. You have to pray. You have to seek after him. There is power in the Holy Ghost. Can I get an amen this morning? Amen. Praise God. I really am. It says closing right here on my notes. <clears throat> kind of like one of those one more times, Sister Veronica. I know you are. You want to get ready? I need the Holy Ghost. I hope I have persuaded somebody here today that you need the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I've already got it. I still hope I persuaded you that you need the Holy Ghost. It was Paul who said, I am persuaded that neither life nor death nor anything else can separate me from the love of God. How could he say that in such vehemency? How could he say that with such, with, with such uh, uh, a, a, a desire and an understanding? It was because he was full of the Holy Ghost and he was persuaded. He said it himself. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is what? The power of God unto salvation to some people. I'm waiting for somebody to pick up on that. Thank you, Sister Minnie. It is the gift of God. It is the power of God unto salvation to just a select few. What does everyone mean? Everything that has breath, another passage says. Everyone means mind-blowing. 
everyone. It's that simple. All means all, everything that has breath. Praise you the Lord, the psalmist said. Same type of concept here, folks. Everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. We don't have to worry about who we are and what our heritage is anymore. Thank God I have an opportunity to be filled with the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. I got to answer two quick questions so I can say I finally finished this message. Amen. But that first question is, what is the Holy Ghost? I'm glad you asked. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verses 16 through 18, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you a comforter that he may abide with you forever. That's a long time. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Can you imagine listening to what Jesus is saying? He said, look, you know what the spirit of truth is. He's been dwelling with you this entire time. Man, I wish I could have been one of the disciples and say, man, this is awesome because the same one that has been dwelling with me is going to come back and he shall be in me. That's what he said. Peace I leave with you. And I'm sorry, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Jumping down to verse 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's the Holy Ghost, my friend. That's the Holy Ghost. I don't care what we find ourselves in. His Spirit is in us. Praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God living on our inside of our hearts. How do I get the Holy Ghost? Well, I hope that you've heard this before. And I hope that it is old hat to you. But if it is not, and this is the first time you've heard it, it's very simple. Peter was asked this very question. In Acts chapter number 2, verse 37, he preached a long message, kind of like I preached today. All preachers, I guess, are long-winded. I don't know. Uh, not all the time. Yeah, I'm not long-winded all the time either. I just wound up this morning. Amen. Thank you very much. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 37, the apostle Peter was preaching, and he had even pointed his bony finger in their faces that day, and he said, look, you're the ones that murdered Jesus Christ, and he was the one that was approved of God among you. He was the Christ, and you crucified him. And when they heard this in verse 37, they were pricked their heart. We use the word convicted. They were convicted in their heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? 
for the remission of sins so that your sins can be washed away. They are paid in full. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises to you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And he didn't stop there. And with many other words, he did testify and exhort saying this, save yourself from this untoward generation. Look, we're living in an untoward generation. We are living in a, in a mess of, of society today. But there's still hope. There's still peace that can be obtained through the power of the Holy Ghost. Peter said, you got to repent. That means I'm changing. I'm walking in a different direction. Amen. I've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen. The word for in this, he said, for the remission of sins. It says, it means in the original, in order to obtain remission of sins. Look, and go ahead and play. This is, this is the last thing that we're talking about this morning. But I began, many of you know that I started subcontracting instead of working full-time for a company. And now I'm getting emails about once a week that say, invoice so-and-so, payment for invoice so-and-so has been remitted as of a certain date. Anybody know what that means? paid my bill and they paid it in full remission means completely paid I pay my house note but I'm not getting letters every month saying hey your house note's been remitted I look forward to that day I pay my car notes but I haven't gotten a letter in the mail for these cars at least that says payment has been fully remitted on a Ford F-150. I haven't got that yet. You know why? I'm still paying the price. But the Bible tells me, but you were bought with a price. You. That's why the Apostle Peter could simply say, for the remission of sin. And this wasn't original with the Apostle Peter because Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 24, verses 45 through 47, he said, then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said to them, thus it is written and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and rise from the dead the third day. That repentance, Jesus said you had to preach repentance and remission of sins. How could that be preached? if sin had not been remitted. You with me today? How was it remitted? It was remitted on the cross with the blood of Christ, with the agony and suffering that he suffered on that old rugged cross. That's how he paid the price. He remitted that payment. The last payment for your sin has been in the mail. If you haven't taken advantage of it, it's been in the mail for a long time. You know when you can take advantage of it is when you come to an old-fashioned altar and you spend some time in repentance. And then you go down and those old spiritual battles that you fought in your life, you bury those old nasty spirits in water. 
so that they have no business to come back into your life ever again. You know what's so beautiful about the power of the Holy Ghost? I close with this. Simply this. Has the devil ever come to you and told you you're not worth anything in the kingdom of God because of who you used to be? What about you, Sister Mary? Has he ever done that to you? You know why? This is kind of a redundant question, right? Because Sister Winnie, he's done it to me. I've messed up in my life. But do you know what the devil has no business doing? Is when I put something under the blood of Jesus Christ, he has no business going back and uncovering it and pulling it back out into my life. Why? Because I'm not that person anymore. I buried that person a long time ago. I died out to that person a long time. And when the devil shows up, you know what I've learned in my life? I must be doing something right, but all I got to do is tell him, devil, you have no business. God don't remember that. Get behind me. Because he has no business pulling things out from under the blood and putting it back in front of you. He doesn't have the power to do that. Do you know why some people fall for that trick? It's because they don't realize the power of the Holy Ghost that they have living in the inside. Anytime temptation comes, Sister Mary, all I got to say is, get thee behind me, Satan. There's power in the blood of Jesus. He took my sin and he cast it as far as the east is from the west. He, he said, I'll never remember those things anymore. As we stand this morning, I had a preacher one time tell me, said, look, you keep repenting for something that you repented for and God forgave you for. Now, if you go back and do it, you need to repent of it again. But if you hadn't done it and you still feel guilty for it, but you've laid it under the blood of Jesus and you've been to a, an altar of repentance, when you go back, this guy told me, he, he looked at me and he said, you're asking him to forgive you for something he don't remember you even doing. And I asked him, what do you mean? And I was young. And he said, he showed me. I think it was Isaiah talked about it. That God, when he forgives us, he forgets it. He forgets it. That's the God that I serve this morning. Amen. I know I've said a lot of stuff this morning. And I've issued challenges this morning. I'm praying somehow that this morning you hear the heartbeat of this preacher 
And somehow I've stirred something down deep in the hearts of each and every one of us in this house today. Each and every person listening to this message this morning. I pray somehow that you take me up on this challenge this month and say, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be faithful to God this month. I'm going to seek after God this month because, God, I want something different in my life. If that's how you feel, can you slip your hands up into the air and begin to talk to the Lord this morning? Can you begin to worship him? And, and can you make some commitments to him? I'm not going to put words in your mouth. What, if, if you want to do it, you're going to say it to him. Amen. I, I'm, going, I, I'm just encouraging you. I, I pray somehow, God, that we could all yield ourselves to you anew and afresh this day. God, I'm praying that you would give us strength this morning, that you would bind our hearts and our minds together, that we could help one another to grow closer to you. Lord, I promise you, God, this month I'm going to seek your face like I've never sought you before. God, I'm going to spend more time in prayer than I've spent before. God, I want to, I want to read more of your word than I have ever before. I want to spend more time studying God and the word of God than I ever have before, making this month of October a month of consecration, a month of, Lord, letting me get closer to you, that I can come into your house, Lord, and worship you with each and every one of these saints. God, those that are hungry for more of you, that you would bind our hearts and our minds together this morning. Oh, that's it. Let's talk to the Lord this morning. Oh, I magnify you today, Jesus. Oh, I magnify you today, Jesus. There is no one that compares to your excellent greatness this morning. You are worthy to receive honor and glory this day. I magnify you, oh God. I glorify your most holy name, Jesus. Oh, can we give him glory this morning? God, I magnify your holy name. Thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost today, Jesus. Thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost today, Jesus. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I worship you today, God. I thank you today, Jesus. Hallelujah, sweet Lamb of God. Hallelujah, sweet Lamb of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. He's good to us this morning. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for the power that I have experienced through the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that he's still working in our lives this morning. Amen. And the fact that he, he still is reaching for us to go deeper every single day. I'm honored to be his child this morning. Praise God. Well, thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for responding to the word of the Lord. I know I, uh, I truly am thankful for each and every one of you. And I know not everybody's here. I, 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 I'm horrible at being Showing praise, giving praise to people that deserve it, and I realize that. But I want to say thank you to you as a church for your kindness to my family and for the times that you guys have 
it's not just the, the, the times that you guys give us money or you, you go out of your way to help us with certain things, but watching your lives change because of the preached word of God. I feel like I'm nothing and nobody, but the greatest honor that I could ever receive is watching lives change in direct response to the preached word of God. It's, it means, you're like, well, that's how we're supposed to do it. Yeah, I, I get it. But to the heart of a preacher, you have no idea how much encouragement that is. And I want to say thank you. Thank you very much for your response to the word of God. I pray for you all, if not every day, very close to every day. I love each and every one of you. God, I believe we're going to see great things going forward. like God is stirring some hearts. There have been some family members that you've been praying for that God's working on. But how do I know? Well, because more than I've ever experienced this before, while I'm praying, people that I haven't thought of possibly in a long while because I haven't seen them in a while, God puts them on my heart. And I'm starting to pray for them. I may end up start reaching out to them if I feel like that's what we need to do. We may not see hundreds of people show up any given service, although that can happen very easily. But we'll see those folks come in that are hungry. Why? Because you came. Why? Because you were hungry. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with my family. It has everything to do with God and the people of this church. How that you love God, how that you seek God. Man, that's, I, I just have to say, you guys are the best. You guys are the best. And I love each and every one of you. Tell my heart's a little bit full today. Amen. God is God has been good to us. Amen. God's been good to us. I sent out a text yesterday just reminding everybody of the events that we had kind of had, had tentatively planned this year. We had tentatively planned putting together a fall party that same weekend of the uh, Lacine trunk retreat. Um, I'm just look because it would be trunk retreat Friday night. Fall party Saturday, and then family and friends day Sunday. So what I'm thinking is we can just, we're not going to do the fall party on Saturday. If you're willing and able to uh, join with us, um, I'd like to have at least one car of ours, probably my my car, my wife's car. She has to work that, e that weekend. Um, but um, no, you don't have to work that weekend. I don't remember. Something was going on that, I thought she wasn't going to be able to be there, but um, anyway, donate some candy. We'd like to have some candy to give out to the to the kids um, the week before. It would be great if we got together 
and put together little baggies that we could tie on our church cards to so that as we're handing them out, our church information is going out to everybody. Um, just another opportunity to meet folks in the community that we haven't yet met. Um, I'm excited about that. And then we may even in include a flyer to our family and friends day that weekend. Um, and just hopefully somebody will come. It'd be awesome. Um, I would love if anybody has a desire to help um, promote the church in certain ways, um, especially if you know that we have, I get just so many things going in different directions. I, I wanted to put out there, if anybody wants to help us make sure that we have flyers ready to go, um, I know uh, flyers ready to go for anniversary services, family and friends day. We got a month. Right, so we could be really pushing our family and friends day to invite folks um, to come, and even tell them we're going to be at the trunk or treat, so they they could come to that as well. Um, but just trying to get the word out, make sure that folks know. Um, I've talked to businesses; businesses in town are very open to us bringing things by. I think there's a church I don't know the name of it over there in Paola, but they end up in town, and I see their flyers all over the place. And, different businesses and uh, I think it'd be good if we we had somebody that would be able to help us do that I just again I'm not trying to give an excuse it's just I get so many things moving in my mind and I, I just don't think about it until it's the time yeah and that's, so that's what I'm doing right now is asking for help and uh, if you could help us out I would greatly appreciate it um, and yeah all that good stuff um Next weekend, I'll be out of, I'll be going to Tennessee. Um, we'll be back Sunday. So we're, we're driving out Friday, coming home Saturday. I'll be back here Sunday morning. And then that following week um, will be the week of Holiness Conference. If you want to go to Holiness Conference, I encourage you to go. Um, the information for that conference is back there on the bulletin board. Uh, if you want to go with any of those services, I was going to go. I feel like I need to go with my family to spend time with their fam with her family, and uh, I'm looking forward to being able to spend time with them. What's that? It's in Junction City. It's about two and a half hours from here. It is a long way to walk. Yes, it is. But I think I think that the Mendezes are going. Potentially, I don't know if they're still going. You may contact Brother Mendez and Sister Mendez and find out if they're going to go, um, and maybe you can ride with them or something I don't know uh, yeah well they have five kids now and they only have five seats five kids they have five people in their family and they only have five seats so anyway all right but if you want to go we can try to figure out something um, just let me know and we can figure something out um, all right God bless y'all that's all I can think have a great day make them first so I need somebody to help me make them as well so we, yeah we need somebody to help make them and we also have, need people to help us distribute them
That's all right. All right. God bless you all. You're dismissed.